So where Eeyore had his own weather system that was a miserable cloud raining on him all the time, Deborah has her kind of own weather system she operates under. So everybody else is in a season of oppression and a season of fear and a season of not knowing, not being free in their own land, a season of wondering where the next battle where, when, when these 900 troops are going to march on them again. And Deborah sits under her own weather system, under a tree, listening to God and listening to him, for his people. And, and, and she must have had significant authority in that place because when she said, I've got a word for Barak, come, he came straight away, you know? And, and so her word, her, her ability to listen to God and discern for her people must have been trusted across, across the, um, the people of Israel at that time. She listened to God and she listened to people. She was a judge in the line of Moses. In one sense, I guess, like God, she was a line whisperer. You know, she knew her people. She was listening through her own weather system, through her own atmosphere to what God was saying. And she spoke on his behalf. So she summoned Barak and he came. And she gave him the instructions that God had given her that now was the time to throw off oppression. Now was the time to go and start a battle and start a fight. And Barak doesn't, you know, have his own weather system in the same way that she does. You know, he is more under the atmosphere of the people and he isn't sure whether this is actually going to work. And so at that point, she says to him that this, this torch that I'm carrying is now going to pass over you to another woman, you know, and she's going to be the one who gets the victory in the story. Uh, anyway, Bar Barak says to her, well, come with me and I'll fight the fight and all the rest. And they go and they have the battle. And as we read in the story, that battle is won. But it's another woman of flame, another woman carrying the torch that picks that up and gets the honor in the story. Why? So I just want to look at her now, Jael, in the story. And it's interesting to me, she's another really interesting character because she's part of a tribe called the Kenites. And the Kenites are a tribe that, again, you, you meet when you meet Moses and Jethro because they come from that same group of tribes that Jethro was a, a leader and a priest of. And they weren't part of the people of Israel, but they were people who had a history of knowing who Yahweh was. Okay? Now, at this point in this story, her tribe and her people are in an alliance with the enemies of Israel. But it seems that Jael, like Deborah, operates under a different system to the rest of her people. Because when one that, by this alliance, she should protect passes by her tent, she did something very different. She invited him in and she killed him. And again, it's that thing of, of like, everything around her would be telling her to do one thing, but she's listening to something different entirely. So two women here, a flame of fire, who actually um, are under a different system to everything else around them. She had her own cloud, Jill And I think, when you read Judges 5, there's a really beautiful contrast. So Judges 4 tells that little story that we read. Judges 5 is the song that Deborah and Barak sing. Afterwards, it's the song that the people will remember this story by. It's a song designed to ingrain the lessons in them for the future. And, and I would, again, really encourage you to read Judges 5 when you've got time, because it's a, it's a great victory song, but it's quite harsh. Because Deborah really calls out the different tribes of Israel about who is listening to God, who is listening to what he says, who has their eyes focused on him, and who is actually 
um, listening to their own fears, their own concerns, their own land, and all of that. So, so I, I challenge you and, and encourage you to read that. Go on and sit in it and listen. But a really stark contrast that it paints is right at the very end. So we have Deborah, this amazing woman of flame. We have Jael, this amazing woman of flame. The, the torch passes between them and God's purposes are accomplished in that time. But right at the end of Judges, um, chapter 5, um, I think it's verse 28, we read this. Sisera's mother waited at the window, a weary, anxious watch. What's keeping his chariot? What delays his chariot's rumble? The wisest of her ladies-in-waiting answers with calm, reassuring words. Don't you think they're busy at plunder, dividing up the loot? A girl, maybe two girls for each man. And for Sisera, a bright silk shirt, a prized fancy silk shirt, and a colourful scarf. Make it two scarves to grace the neck of the plunderer. So Mama Sisera, whatever her name was, doesn't have that connection with God, doesn't have that at all and so she has nowhere to look up to to see what's going on to interpret the times that she lives in so there she is anxiously looking out of her window finding somebody else to get counsel from 